Welcome to Know the Name, Know the Answers. This is the most exciting of all shows. First of all, it's my last show of Know the Name, Know the Answers, because all things have a great beginning and all things have a great ending. But we want to go out with a bomb. I mean, a really, really fabulous, incredible show to say, oh, I'm going to miss that one. And so for the guests, we have Lori Baum, and I'm sure I mispronounced it, but I would call it bomb, like we're going out with the bomb because this is great and she's fabulous. Um, Lori is a psychotherapist, an astrological consultant, and an author. Her latest book is Everything You Need to Know About Your Astrology Sign. And she's been in private practice in Encinitas, California for years. And the coolest thing was I have followed Lori for years and read her newsletter. And she had no idea that I was doing that. But I I tell you, I love her newsletter. And I want you all to sign up for it because it is just so accurate and so good. And you get it every month. And you're so enlightened when you get it, you know how to plan ahead. So um, she's written so many books. We talked about everything you need to know about your astrological sign, astrological secrets for the new millennium, and then astrology secrets for the new millennium, sacred mysteries of Egypt, whispers from the cosmos, and from A to Z, acrophono- uh, I don't even know how to pronounce this one, sorry. I had it, I'd practiced it so much earlier and I'm blowing it. Um, discover the power of letters in your name. Now, Lori is a level four certified astrologer with the National Council of Geocosmic Research and has been profiled in the top 10, the very top 100 psychics in America. She's a former journalist who has worked as a reporter and editor for Business Week magazine in New York City, the Miami Herald, the Atlanta Journal constitution and the washington star anyway like i said i have been following her work for years i think she's awesome and i'm so delighted to welcome Lori to our show well hello sharon it's so wonderful to be with you and happy new year to you and all of your audience members oh um, happy- i'm also so so excited to talk about the new year and before i forget if those of you who would like to sign up for my quarterly newsletter, it comes out on all of the equinoxes and solstices, you can visit lauriebaum.com. Uh, it's L-A-U-R-I-E-B-A-U-M.com, and just click on free newsletter. So I'd be happy to include you in, in that. And most importantly, I want to talk with all of you about what's coming up for the new year. And the new year really begins, Astrology uh, astrologers have really... Um, pinned the the biggest influence for the new year on the Jupiter-Saturn conjunction. And I wonder how many of you saw that, the Christmas star in the uh, western sky on the winter solstice. That alignment hasn't occurred since 1405, and it portends a whole new restructuring, a whole opening of a new way. And there's, and it's a, it's a way that's much more democratic, much more egalitarian, much more unified than we've been experiencing in the last decade or so. And it's one where people will begin sharing ideas and resources and working together much more on an individual level. And the power, the whole power structure of governments, corporations, is all, as we can see, it's beginning to disintegrate, and that power is being shifted back to individuals. And we'll all be coming together in new ways in, in, the, in the coming year. And it's all moving toward a very high level of evolution, very exciting. Um, 
people people have been saying, well, it's a good thing 2020 is over and 2021 is beginning, and, and, and that's true. We have some very new energies coming in, which I will explain, and I'll give you the dates in just a moment. But we also have to realize that we're building on the past, and old years don't go away. They just uh, are integrated into a new, higher level of thinking. So we really have to be mindful of the idea that in 2021, there's really going to be a competition between the old and the new. So I ask all of you members of the audience to really just take a moment and take a deep breath and really think about what is it that's old in your life that you don't want to bring into the new year and what is it that you do want to bring into the new year? What is new? What is more fitting of your higher evolution? Where is it that you want to go? as opposed to what tradition has dictated. Because as we can see, the traditions we've relied upon are not um, working anymore, and we have, we have many, many new options, many possibilities. And change is not always easy. Um, I just recently had an experience that's kind of the quintessential uh, example of this. My computer, after... Um, eight years of devoted service just died in the Apple store and I had to get a new computer on the spot. And my astrology programs, I have three of them actually, none of them could transfer because they were the old technology. After 20 years of using them, they, they couldn't transfer. So I had to get all new astrology programs and started to learn them. And it was very difficult because they're much more complicated. But now that I've mastered it, I can do so many things that I couldn't do before. And that's really what all of us are going to be experiencing in the next year. There's going to be a lot of new ways of doing things. People are going to be working from home. New businesses are going to flourish. Old ones are going to go out of business. And we lament what we, the loss of what we've come to treasure and rely upon. But in this new year, it, anything that's new is going to do better than anything that's old. It's, um, but, you know, we're going to be learning compromises as well. Um, I would say people who are, there's going to be a lot of competition between the old traditional and the new, but anything new has more chance to be born in a higher state of evolution. So just see that as, as, a, as a collective consciousness, as a world, we're going to a higher state of consciousness. So by definition, anything that comes in now that hasn't been here before is going to be based on this higher level of thinking. So why is this happening? Um, and again, think about what it is, how this is going to personally affect you. What habits do you want to bring forward? What material possessions do you want to bring forward? What, um, what people do you want to bring forward? What lines of work, et cetera? What, what, what ways of living, what approaches to life, what atti- what, which attitudes? And think about if you're going to take a trip. You only take the most special things in your suitcase with you. Only take what you need. Everything else is going to slow you down. So they always say if you take a trip, take more money and less stuff in your bag. So and financially, we're going into a very interesting time as well, which I will talk about. But what you want to do is think about what it is that you, that you really need um, and, and what it is that you don't. So the key dates that we need to be aware of and the most um, tumultuous part of the year is the very beginning of it in January, which is just hours away for, for most of us in some parts of the world. It's already the new year. 
Um, on January, the key dates to remember are due to the alignments of Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, and Neptune. I'm sorry, and Pluto. And these are the most powerful planets in our solar system. They're the farthest away from our Earth and therefore are circumscribing the greatest sphere of influence around us. And they're very slow and they really demarcate global changes in consciousness. And again, this, the kinds of alignments we're having with Jupiter and Saturn last happened at the beginning of the Renaissance. Neptune was last in Pisces, where it is now at the Civil War, and Pluto was last in Capricorn, where it now is at the American Revolution. So we're going into a pretty uh, turbulent, revolutionary, radical time where the, the radical is going to confront the traditional. And interestingly, as we go into the um, inauguration period in January, we have some key lineups on January 13th, 17th, 20th, and 23rd, all involving Mars, which is energy, it can be aggression, and uh, first aligning with um, Uranus and then Jupiter, and then uh, Mars with again with Uranus and then Jupiter and Uranus. So it's a fairly um, explosive, volatile time. Then we'll have three alignments in 2021 from Uranus and uh, Saturn. And these alignments have traditionally um, corresponded with changes in the financial markets, which, which I'll talk about. And um, they can also correspond with um, earth-shattering events such as earthquakes. So I'll give you those dates. February 17th is one alignment of Saturn and Uranus. The next one is June 14th. And the last one of the year is, is December 24th. So these are going to be very challenging times for um, governments, corporations, and financial markets. So I would say for those who are investors, the high point of the year comes in January. The low points are punctuated throughout the year in February, June, and December. So, Look, um, Let me interrupt to, for just a minute. Yes. Mm -hmm. Can you tell when you're looking at the earth changes or the earthquakes from what areas are more susceptible than other areas or not? Well, we can tell by where the eclipses are, and that's what I was just going to um, tell everyone about. Most of the eclipses coming up are affecting the poles of the Earth, actually, the South and the North Pole. They're, they're, they're passing over those points of southern South America and very northern Europe and Asia. Um, in 2017, there was an eclipse that passed over the United States, and that wherever the eclipses pass over tends to accentuate the disruptive energy in the Earth. So um, we're looking more close, closer to the extremes of the, where the poles are for this year. And the dates of the eclipses, and, and we also tend to see not only Earth changes and um, weather pattern changes, but often involving water because the eclipse involves the sun and the moon, and the moon mediates the tides and other weather patterns. So the eclipse, we just had one on December 14th, and there was quite a lot of weather at that point. Um, the next one, they come in pairs or in threes sometimes every six months. So the next one will be May 26th in a uh, full moon eclipse in Sagittarius, then a new moon eclipse in Gemini on June 10th, and then there'll be 
a uh, full moon eclipse on November 19th and then another solar eclipse on December 4th. So these are key, those kind of eight to ten dates that I'm giving you are really the key dates where the greatest turbulence happens. But just like we bring the the past in, with us into the future, it's not like one year ends or one date is a, is a definitive date. It's, a, it's kind of a building and a culmination of energies. So we may see fairly innocuous events at the, the points of the transits, but by the end of the year we should see quite a bit of change and and you really might want to make some notes about where you are now, what are your priorities, maybe make a list of five or ten priorities, and then check at the end of the year. Um, they say that so many resolutions, so a high, very high percentage of resolutions are not kept. So I would say let's make them priorities rather than resolutions. And, and just think about what are your priorities, especially what is it that you would like to let go of. It's easier sometimes to let go of something than to create a whole new habit, but when you have that vacuum and that emptiness, then there's room for something something new to come in. So um, again, we're going into a very change-oriented time, and the change always wins. Um, but but there's so much, so many better things and, and expansion that, that can happen. Um, so, Sharon, any more questions before we? Um, I'm going to launch into e- predictions for each sign. Well, thank you for asking. Yeah, I'm very curious if if you're seeing that the earthquakes or the earth changes. Um, do you think they're man-made or earth-made or a combination of both? Well, there's a lot of man-made things going on. We know the pollution. We know chemtrails. We know. Um, some military weather modification experiments are, are publicly known about. So that disrupts the um, magnetosphere of the Earth. So the magnetic field of the Earth is is unstable. But in addition, the thoughts of people <laughs> can change weather and Earth changes as well. So it's really important that we all keep in a high positive state of consciousness, that we pray, that we remember our spirituality at this time because our thoughts do affect the vibration of the earth and when enough negativity collects then these the earth changes earthquakes floods droughts all those things can happen more easily because we don't have that spiritual protection and there's a a saying or this parable i guess it is in india now um satan and krishna the the he's the christ of india we're having a meeting, and Satan said, ha, I created a pandemic, and now now everybody has to stay home, and they can't go to churches and synagogues and temples to, to and mosques to worship. And Krishna said, oh, but now I've turned every home into a temple. So in the end, the um, the source wins in that everybody now is taking their power back into themselves. And, and this really is a time of realign, a realignment of power, so we're really um, we're going to see in the world there's going to people who have power are going to fight very hard to keep it, and people who don't have it are going to fight very hard to get it. And we're moving toward a point of equalization. But while we're polarized, while there's a lot of greed, while there's a lot of pollution, those all of those negative negative influences do disturb the protective mag- magnetosphere around the Earth and do create floods and and droughts and all of the 
the kinds of earth changes that we've seen and earth, earthquakes as well because the core of the earth very much vibrates with what's going on in the air. And what's happening with Jupiter and Saturn is it's the first time that we have uh, Jupiter and Saturn in air signs in, in 600 years. And they've been in earth signs ever since then. And so the earth has become very solidified and the air is bringing us an opportunity to breathe, to open up. Among the company, um, the, among economically, among the businesses that will do better because we see so many of the earthbound businesses that are rooted in physical stores or physical buildings are going away. And that, that trend is going to continue whether there's a pandemic or not. People have discovered that they can discipline themselves and they can work from home. And one of the um, patterns for 2021 is self-mastery and power over the self. And companies are seeing that people are just as productive, if not more, if they're working from home. It's not as structured. It's done according to the rhythms of what are needed. There's not a lot of talking by the water cooler, but there's there's much more happening um, than when we were in the structured buildings. Less time is spent on commuting, and people are taking responsibility. And this is happening across the globe, people are starting to grow their own food, businesses that support that, um, edu- educating children from home, uh, growing growing food from home, um, drones, anything, deli- information delivery, physical um, package delivery, uh, flying cars, um, cooling, heating, ventilation, air purification, water purification, things that used to be done by the quote-unquote system, as the system becomes weaker by the, all the power shifting to the hands of the people, we're going to be taking responsibility for these things on our own. And much more technological advances, an accelerated, very rapid pace coming in 2021, 3D reality experiences, 3D glasses, 3D printing, um, all kinds of in anything that facilitates movement, especially through the air. So there's drones, but we can also expect flying cars, flying packages, um, information just flying around through the air, through the you know wireless and even beyond. There's you know light packets and photon packets for delivering information and hydrogen fuel cells to make to to fuel the planes and the cars. And so we're going to be working with less physical substances. The, the um, Gasoline is from the earth, but we're going away from the earth and more toward energy that comes from the sun, from the sky, from from the movement of air. So we're going to see anything to do with wind power, um, solar power. Uh, is electricity part of the air? Sorry? Is electricity, like for electric cars, part of the air? You know, that's pretty much based on old technology. Electricity is... It, it requires physical physical substance. It's 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 less it's more subtle than gasoline is. It's not coming from the earth, but it's and it's from the air. But I don't think that electric cars are going to be the end of the story. They're a transitional um, technology. We'll probably be going more toward hydrogen fuel cells, solar powered things that are really coming from Mother Nature and don't cost anything. Whereas electricity. Still, as part of the old paradigm, it's from the late 17 and 1800s, the technology was developed, and um, Nikola Tesla also had invented ways to 
to create power with wind and sun and air, and there was no no cost to that. So right now, as long as we're paying for electricity, and it's and it's running at 60 hertz per second, it's actually hurting the Earth, which is 7.83 cycles per second. So it probably is not electricity as we know it is probably not going to survive. And in fact, I'm glad you brought that up, Sharon, because the electrical grid is um, overtaxed right now, and it probably is not going to survive. I mean, it will survive into 2021, but I would say in the 2030s and into the 2040s, we're going to see other natural means of getting energy from the wind, the sun, and water, and uh, moving away from land-based electricity. It still runs through wires that are under the earth, and more and more we're going to wireless and satellite technologies um, but and satellites, of course, are more technology. in the air. Go ahead. Like they said, like in Atlantean times, that they use crystals for their exactly you know, guidance, exactly. and so we're moving more in that direction again. Yeah, you got it. That's exactly it. We're and crystals are um, reflecting the light. You know, they're we're bringing more light in. The crystals are definitely going to be part of this. Um, there's crystals inside of computers right now, but even computers are getting smaller and lighter and. We may even see a time, maybe not the 2020s, but the 2030s, where computers and phones will be projected from a small little little cell, like a little circle. That's they're already doing that in Israel. Okay. Well, well, there you go. So just to make sure <laughs> so, we have enough time, go ahead and go into the different um, the different zodiac signs. Okay, and then we will certainly come back to any more predictions if you have questions. Great. Okay, so we'll start with Aries. Originally, astrology was a an agricultural system, and it and the ancients noticed that they could plant the seeds in Aries, which is the spring, and they could be harvested in Libra six months later. So Aries is considered the first sign of the zodiac, and Mars has been in Aries for an unusual six months since July, since June of this year, and it will be moving into Taurus on January sixth. So if someone is in Aries, you're going to feel a lot less pressure to act. And um, it's going to be, you're going to be moving into a whole new chapter of your life after January 6th, and you're going to be um, experimenting with new groups of people. You've got Sat- the Jupiter-Saturn conjunction in your 11th house of friendships, and you're also going to be needing to focus more on finances during the, the coming Throughout the first six months of the year, perhaps the whole the first the whole year is looking at new ways of getting your money, also expressing your identity. Part of how you get your money is it helps you feel who you are, and that is very subject to change in the next year. Um, also, with Neptune and Pisces, you 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 need to spend more time in solitude and in prayer, meditation, in order to receive much inspiration from the level of your soul, from the level of past lives. So it's been a very hyped-up time for Aries until through the last six months of the year, and uh, the Saturn and, Jup- and Jupiter and Pluto have all been squaring your signs. So a lot of deep inner resources are coming to bear for you in the, in the coming year that you've, you've just discovered in this past year. And it will be time to really sit back, integrate, 
and think about who is in your life, what purpose are they serving, and how can you best use your financial resources. Okay. And feel, Sharon, any questions? No, keep going. Okay. So for Taurus, we have Uranus and Taurus this year, and it's going to be making some potent alignment, potent alignments with Saturn in Aquarius. Uh, February 17th, then again June 14th and December 24th. So those are really key dates for you when you will be able to make decisions between the old and the new. And as a Taurus, you really resist change and you find something that's comfortable and you try to stay with it. But I would really advise you throughout the year to incrementally let go of one thing at a time, little by little, something old, let something new in on February 17th, then again do that on June 14th. And by December 24th, you'll be more ready to embrace a new lifestyle than the ones that, that you've been in. You're in a period of a tremendous amount of decision-making because Uranus is in your sign. And this only happens, only Uranus only hits, goes into Taurus every 84 years. So this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to make needed changes. And with Saturn and Uranus on your midheaven, there's going to be a lot of interaction with the world. And that will bring many new ideas to you. You might resist them at first, but it's a really super good idea to stay open, at least to make every day just try to change one little habit or one thing. And by the end of the year, you will see some very positive things happening. And you will reap the harvest of this time in 12 years when Jupiter comes back to Aquarius It'll expand upon everything, all the seeds that you're planting now, and many wonderful things will be coming. Okay, so Gemini, your most sensitive times will be coming during Mercury retrograde. And Mercury retrogrades this year. These are the times when you need to sit back, reflect, relax, reconfigure, and really make the changes that you need to make for the coming year. And so the Mercury retrograde periods are January 30th to February 20th, May 29th to June 22nd, and September 26th to October 18th. So these are when you're going to be getting a lot of new inspiration, new ideas, and you'll be able to go back and fix what has um, gone out of alignment in your life. And like I was said in the beginning, the new is going to uh, supersede the old. One way or the other, we're having to let go of what we have depended so on so dearly and held on to so tightly in order to let new things in. So for Gemini, that's your, your time. Now, if you need, your challenge will be to make sure your new ideas match with reality. As a Gemini, you have the power of vision. You have the power to think of new things. Um, but you also have Neptune squaring your sun right now. So you may not always be that realistic. So it's a good idea to ask somebody else for their perspective. And the two signs are, you can really count on are, are Aquarians, two other air signs are Librans, and you can also look to a Taurus because they're um, also going through, they're very grounded and they're going through some changes so they'll be able to understand what you're going through. You're also going to be experiencing a fairly intense period under the full moon lunar eclipse on May 26th and the new moon solar eclipse in Gemini on June 10th. So those are times where there could be reversals. So a nice thing to think about is to hold on loosely, which, which you tend to be able to do, to not be too attached to outcomes because a new 
way of being is coming, and the new at this time is always better than the old. So that will be very important for you. And then the new moon solar eclipse in Sagittarius on December 4th will be another change point in your year. So you can really, um, if you're thinking of investing in something or starting a new business, starting a new relationship, these will be your, your most fertile points in the year for change. Next we have Cancer. And Cancers, you're all moonshot. You're the moon children of the zodiac, and you'll be most responsive to the eclipses that are coming. Now we just had one on December 14th, and prior to that, November 30th. So you may still be putting the jigsaw pieces of your life back together from that. But really look to May 26th, June 10th, November 19th, and December 4th for the greatest inspiration for changes. And because as a cancer, you're so connected to tradition and the way things were. It's really important to surround yourself in a bubble of light as you go through these changes so that you don't feel too knocked off your center. Imagine that there's a column of light through the middle of the bubble really rooting you in your spine, in yourself, so that this doesn't disrupt your uh, routines too much, but do know that something from the past does need to go. And a meditation you can use is imagine that bubble of light in you is filling up with what you no longer need and then let the bubble come into the palm of your hand and gently blow it into the ethers to merge with the universal consciousness, no longer to be part of your any stuck patterns in you, just letting you be filled with fresh new light flowing through you. Okay, next we have Leo. And Leo is an interesting sign because the Saturn-Jupiter conjunction was in Aquarius, which is exactly opposite your sun. So many changes are going to be coming to you through confrontations with other people. When we have an opposition, it means the opposite person. It doesn't mean you. You may not be changing that much, but you'll end up changing because the people around you are changing so much. So look at who's around you and what they have to teach you. It's a really important time for listening. Um, and the, fi- the path to success lies in the fine art of compromising between yourself and others, between the past and the future, between the old and the new, and between your uh, vi- version, vision of reality and then the real reality itself. So it's a time for melding that which has been before with what is new for you. And again, much of that, the ability to find the middle path will be shown to you through your relationships with others. And particularly, um, I would say for Leo, particularly stressful will be those uh, Saturn-Uranus squares, which the first one comes on February 17th, and that's in both fixed signs of Aquarius and Taurus, and Leo is a fixed sign, as is Scorpio. So Scorpios and Leos will have will experience the most inner tension, potentially irritability, on February 17th, June 14th, and December 24th. Okay, and next we have Virgo. And Virgo is a very detail-oriented, conscientious sign, and Virgo likes to plan, and the time we're going into is about anything but planning. It's really about being spontaneous. So that's the lesson for Virgo is... The last minute, everybody else is doing it. You know, make your plans, but make a ba- make a backup, make up, make a lot of backup plans too. 
And you're right now, Neptune and Pisces is opposite your sun, and it's really about dissolving the any rigidities of the past in order to bring a more flowing, lyrical, musical cadence to your life. So really stay open, let yourself be by water, uh, listen to music, listen to other people, um, be aware of the natural flow of, and rhythms of nature as opposed to the schedules. Um, Virgos are kind of the timekeepers of the zodiac and keep everything running punctually, but this may be a time when, when all of the uh, formalities do and traditions do have to let go a little bit. And there's um, you do get this, the positive support of Uranus and Taurus, which is a fellow Earth sign. So that, that should make your transition go fairly easily. Um, but super important if you're Virgo to meditate, to do things to calm your nervous system because all of the information and energies coming onto the planet can be a little disruptive to your aura and to your, your natural rhythms. Now, Libra is opening into a time of tremendous creativity, of doing things in new ways, relating to people in new ways, and finding a new tribe, finding a new group of people so that you can really make the most of the coming times by sharing with others, with coming together with um, uh, giving what you have, contributing your, what you have, but also receiving what others can give. You don't have to be in charge of anything, of everything this year. And you will feel a tremendous surge of creativity at the Uranus uh, Saturn squares, which again are February 17th, June 14th, and December 24th. So this is a year to really grow by connecting with people who are different from yourself and um, different from the kinds of people that you've interacted with before. You're always very open-minded, and this would be an excellent time to keep your, your mind e- um, open even more. And the end of the year is going to be very interesting for you because loving Venus, which is your planetary ruler, turns retrograde on December 19th before the last uh, Saturn-Uranus square on December 24th. So you may find yourself either bringing people together in new ways or letting go of people that really aren't serving your highest good or the good of the groups that you're working with. So it's really going to be about using your discrimination, what to take forward into the next new year of 2022. And much of the year for Libra is going to focus on preparing for the year after this one because it's a very transitional year for you. Okay? And then next we have Scorpio. And Scorpio is ruled by Pluto, which is a very profound and depth-seeking sign. It really rules the underworld of our consciousness. And it's in the, Pluto's in the structured sign of Capricorn throughout the year. So this is really a time to construct and reconstruct your thoughts in new and innovative ways. Um, this will lead to uh, a great amount of creative self-expression. And your greatest points of self-expression come under the eclipses on May 26th, June 10th, November 19th, and uh, December 24th. I'm sorry, December 4th, when the last eclipse happens. So during the eclipses, the veil between worlds is temporarily lifted as the sun crosses in front of the moon or the moon crosses in front of the sun, temporarily changing the prevailing consciousness in the world. And when the veil is lifted, um, it gives an altered vibrational matrix that as a Scorpio you'll be very sensitive to. 
And as we said earlier, your peak points of change also potentially creating some tension will be um, on the Saturn Uranus squares in Aquarius and Taurus, and that'll be February 17th, June 14th, and December 24th. And the opposition of your uh, Uranus and Taurus, which is very innovative to your Sun in Scorpio, will help to awaken dormant creativity in you. So we have what are called mirror neurons, and we can see the other person, and that influences us. So the people that you're interacting with are going to have a big impact upon you. Um, then we move to Sagittarius. And Sagittarius is ruled by Jupiter. Jupiter is in Aquarius now, the sign of brotherly love. And it's conjunct Uranus, which is a very karmic planet. So it's your time now to really do what you're karmically here to do and to, to do it big because Jupiter is about expansion. And Jupiter in Aquarius is really about brotherly love. And this is really a time on connecting with new people, new ways of connecting um, electronically and bringing groups of people together for, um, to share concepts and, and philosophies and, and spirituality. So you could do this in new meetup groups and classes you might give, classes you might attend, um, chat rooms, anything that will bring you into contact with things that you don't normally come into contact with. And again, the full moon lunar eclipse on um, May 26th is in Sagittarius, so you may see some new uh, influences, new people, new ideas coming into your life very strongly at that time. And it would also enable you to let go of those more stagnant aspects of your life that you no longer need. Um, The new moon solar eclipse in Gemini on June 14th also is a a change point for you. And the solar eclipse in Sagittarius on December 4th is, is, is a very big point of change for you. The next sign we have is Capricorn ruled by Saturn, which aligns with Uranus three times in 2021. Again, February 17th, June 14th, and December 24th. So really be prepared to make some big changes this year. Um, You really love tradition, but this is the time to interweave your traditions with new practices more suited to the world that we're we're coming into now. Um, It's not a time to mourn the past because whenever something goes away, there's a vacuum and something new does come in. Um, there have been a series of eclipses in the last two years that really impacted you. So this is a year of integration, blending your creativity and creative solutions um, with the new innovative ideas coming in to really support yourself in participating in the world in a more active way. This, this is really your time. You've been uh, um, with Saturn and Capricorn. You've really been in a crucible uh, figuring out what you're going to do next. And now is the time Saturn has left Capricorn uh, December 19th, and it's it's really the time to um, merge into what it is that you're you're going to, to do next. Now, December 19th of 2021, that date seems to be coming up a lot, is um, when loving Venus turns retrograde in Capricorn. So that's going to be a time to reexamine relationships and look forward to... Um, who and why and what you want to bring into your life in the coming year. And really, Saturn will be in Aquarius for three years. So you're really starting a three-year cycle right now and and repatterning for what's to come for the next three years. Next is Aquarius. And Aquarians, you're a little bit more in the spotlight than normal with the Jupiter-Saturn conjunction in Aquarius. 
And you're really a trendsetter right now. You're setting an example for a lot of people. You have some very precious qualities of perspective, the ability to be non-attached, a universal consciousness that accepts everyone as a brother and on an egalitarian uh, level. And that's really the consciousness we're coming into as a society right now. And so you'll be the way shower. You'll be shining the light. You're, You're a pioneer that many others will follow. And you're going to find the greatest changes coming when Uranus and Taurus hits uh, Saturn in Aquarius on February 17th, June 14th, and December 24th. So this is an entrepreneurial energy, even though the um, markets may be gyrating and fluctuating quite a bit, financial markets, I mean, you actually have a good entrepreneurial flair. You can see the future. You can see what's going to be needed beyond what we currently have and currently can see, and even beyond what we're currently talking about creating. There's another step beyond that. Uh, maybe it's farming in space. You know, it's it's just something very much in the ethers, not in the physical world yet. And and that's your job to be the midwife for those things. Okay, and finally we have Pisces, and. Lucky Jupiter, which is a very fortunate planet, is a, the co-planetary co-ruler of Pisces along with Neptune, which is in Pisces. So this is really a powerful time for you. And as a Pisces, you really enjoy um, music and art and merging with something greater, really connecting with the divine. And that's something that more and more people are going to be wanting to do, going to be in the physical world anymore. They're much much more so going to be in the realm of spirit, in the realm of the heart, and that energy. So when Jupiter tempor- briefly dips into Pisces in 2021, it will be from May 13th to July 28th, and then it will go back into Pisces um, from December 28th, 2021, at the end of the year to May 10th of 2022. So that's a really lucky period for you and really a time to enjoy the fruits of your own past personal efforts, especially in the realm of your spirituality, self-discovery, bringing that flowing rhythm that you bring to art and music and showing that to others and showing others how that can be a healing influence, even in the midst of some very uncertain times potentially, um, we are in a transitional year. It's a five-year. That's a year in numerology. That's a year of change. It's a year of new things. It's it's not a particularly stable year, but it's certainly an exciting year. And and Pisces, you're the ones who will be the soft cushion that others can come to for compassion and understanding. And you can teach those qualities to others because they'll be very much in need in 2021. So that's something we should all be working toward in 2021 is to remain compassionate to each other and open to the more lyrical and and, uh, artistic and spiritual side of life because those are the things that are really, we can make a difference there. We can bring more spirituality, more creativity into our own lives and into the lives of the people closest to us as we go into a period where there we have the opportunity for greater individuality. We've kind of reached the maximum potential of everybody working together in one, doing the same thing and trying to splinter off and um, and everyone's become so different. Everyone's going to be more unified but more solid in their individuality, which ultimately leads to a more spiritual time because we'll be able to 
um, connect each one in their own way with their in, with their own source, with their own um, heart, with their own soul, and with their own God. And um, we will be less regimented, less wedded to traditions and rituals, and much more doing things the way that make most sense to each individual. But ironically, by be, by merging more and being a more alone at this time, we're actually becoming more similar because we're connecting all with the source, which is the same for all of us. So that's really the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow in 2021. And, you know, we're starting out a little bit feeling jagged and, you know, not knowing what comes next. But, but that's what happens at the end of it all. It's It's really leading to a more unified, more harmonious, world and and the tool we have most is the gift of visualizing and the gift of prayer and positive affirmations and meditation and contemplation on all of the positive things that we want to we want to do so even if you can't take the action you want there's certainly a lot you can do within yourself that will have a very big effect on other people and as Sharon brought up earlier our thoughts do impact our weather and our world and while there are potential earth changes, we can certainly mitigate them with our own positive thoughts. So I'd like to leave so, it at that and, and take any questions you might have, Sharon. Or great. Yes, I always have questions. I just wanted to make okay. sure every, you had time to go through all the signs so that we didn't leave anybody out. Yes, I know it can happen. <laughs> we have to rush some of them at the end, but we got them all. Yes, and... I so appreciate that, Lori. So... I always like to call a name or give a name to a year. Like in 2020, by the time I've done enough name readings through January and February, I kind of go, oh, this year's about this. And so like last year, my name for last year in 2020 was the year of reflection and survival. Mm-hmm. Okay. So from what you're saying, if I'm understanding correctly, 2021 is really going to be the year of transition and into self-mastery. Wonderful way of putting it. Yes, I was going to say it's experimentation and change, but really the end goal is self-mastery. Um, so many people are doing really productive things they didn't think they could do before on their own, and they're doing them on their own. And um, I have one client who says he he never gets stressed above the waist anymore because he's just sitting at his computer, and he's been amazingly productive and creative and financially successful and without even having gotten dressed. <laughs> so, yeah, But so that's yeah. kind of scary when all of a sudden you're live on a Zoom call or something. <laughs> <laughs> you get up. With <laughs> yeah, it's like, oops. But as long as you're dressed from the waist above, you're usually safe. Yeah. <laughs> well, I look at that. I've gotten very lazy, but, of course, I live where there's four seasons where I just put on sweats every day because where am I going? Right, right, right. But are you feeling productive? Oh, yeah, I love it, and it's relaxing, and and I'm of the nature of as long as you're comfortable and you're covered, you're good to go. Right, right. Well, there's a lot of changes coming in the fashion industry because um, you can just see it. People are wearing brighter colors now. They're not as constrained by tradition, but they're not wearing formal clothing anymore. I think Barney's went out of business and a lot of the clothing stores because, you know, people are just wearing what they're comfortable in. And um, one of the things we have to look an industry I didn't mention was um, 3D fashion design, where you can design the clothes on the computer and then have them made for you. Oh, that so, sounds exciting. The, yeah. What I thought, too, fit. that I've seen going sliding out that's no longer important 
I know at the time that I got married, it was very important that you pick out your silver and you pick out your china and mm. all of that. I don't see any of that anymore. No, it's too heavy to carry. Remember, we have to just what we can fit in our suitcases. And we're all trying to travel light. We're trying to be practical. I mean, maybe some some newlyweds want just paper plates or something. You know, there's it's, <laughs> things are more disposable. But not that we're able to travel right now so much. But in our minds, we're needing to travel, and we people are moving, going to be moving more. There's a mass migration going on in the planet, and you know, China will break if you pack it in boxes too many times. And um, People, you know, young people especially are going home to live or living with friends and living in group homes because of the high cost of housing. So no more silver and and good china anymore. So, yeah, my son just called me the other day and said, Mom, how do we get rid of this stuff? You know? Oh, wow. (laughs) Where can you sell it? Um, So you talked about mass migrations. And I know that with our changing political tides, not going into politics, there appears to be a lot of movement of people right now out of California into other states. Do you see more movement across for the whole year and where people are collecting it with more of like minds? Or what do you see? Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. I, I talked a lot about that in my book, Astrological Secrets for the New Millennium, where Absolutely, because we don't have institutional structures that are as stable anymore to rely on, we're going to have to form them ourselves, and that starts with people of like mind. But there's going to be a much movement because at a certain point, people are going to have to start paying rent, and a lot of young people may not be able to because of lost jobs and what's happening. The transition, it's not the end of jobs, but it's transition a transition to new jobs. A lot of young people moving back home with their families or siblings moving out together when they would have maybe had their own home. And, of course, the whole way, all the styles of housing, we're going to go from McMansions to tiny homes because those who want to live on their own and can will just want a small space. And people aren't going to need as much as they needed. They don't need the china or a lot of clothes. And they pretty much have everything they need in their devices. And um, people are moving much more into the realm of the mind. That's what air is about. It's about the mental energy more than the physical energy. So having the most toys isn't going to be the most important thing anymore. But, yes, massive migrations. We'll see that. I mean, um, it, with if the earth changes continue, then people are going to have to move where they can get water, where they can get food, and um, where they can get services. So there's... There's, as we've seen in this past year, mass migration out of New York City, for example, but there are, there are other cities where people are moving more together. And the pandemic is, is I did, we didn't talk about that. It's, it's kind of sad to talk about. Um, it probably will have an influence on the coming year, but with gradually um, dissipating toward the end of the year and into the year of 2022, it's going to take time to, for society to get on top of all this. And if people are going to want to move off the grid to get away from others on the one hand and on the other, they're going to need each other more. So that we're going to see a lot of flip-flopping, who, city dwellers moving to the country, people who are in, r- in rural areas moving into the cities. We're going to see a lot of reversals, a lot of them with, with Saturn Uranus in 2021. And that influence of 2021 really lasts until September of 22. So while the bulk of the influence is going to be in this coming year, we're going to see the fallout still in the following year. We had a, um, an, a very strong alignment of Uranus and, 
at the Arab Spring, but we're still, you know, still dealing with that. So the mi- migration took many years to actually uh, settle down, and you know, they're just being people are being integrated into con- their countries in Germany and Italy and France, and we're just seeing the, you know, the, the dust settling from all of that now, ten years later. So there'll be more to come as as the next two years unfold, and in terms of our nation's political system, really um, reconciliation between all the opposing sides is more likely to come in 2023 when Pluto joins Saturn and Jupiter in Aquarius as well. While it's still in Capricorn, the old rigidities may still hold. It may be hard for people to see each other's points of view, but I like to recommend my clients do an exercise and become the other person and you try to argue their point of view and you suddenly can see their side, and that's what we all have to do is see where the other one's coming from. Well, I just look at it as it's all drama. It's better than any television show I've ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) So you just sit back and watch what's going to happen because as an individual, other than offering prayers and staying positive, I don't think there's a whole lot any of us as an individual can do that it's going to play out as it's going to play out. Lori, tell us again. But but together we can do a lot. We can make big changes if we all work together. And I call that staying positive and and not becoming emotional involved in in this or that. I mean, I've watched people that so hate one side or the other, and I say to them, what are you doing to yourself? Look at all that hatred that's coming up. Mm, If it's coming mm -hmm. up, let's clear it. But is that healthy? You know, instead, right, right. let's be that non-emotional observer and just watch what's happening and do our part to stay positive and be kind. Right, right and send love. Right, and send love. Lori, tell us again how everybody can get a hold of you. They can get their free newsletter, how they can make appointments with you because you're just marvelous. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, they can, anyone who'd like, they're more than welcome to visit LoriBaum.com, L-A-U-R-I-E-B-A-U-M.com. Or you can email me at lori at com, or you can call me. It's in my phone number, 760-753-7676. I'm happy to talk for a few minutes about your concerns, and then we'll get your birth information, your birthday, your place of birth, and time if you have it. And I will include a complimentary name reading in that. I do what's called acrophonology. It's acro is, um, phonology is sound, and uh Acro is the movement of sound across space, and it's actually how I learned about Sharon by reading your book on, on names. So we do the same kind of work in understanding the logic of behind the letters and the names. That is that is so exciting. I love what you do. Lori, I so appreciate you coming here. Okay, everybody, you know that if she went too quickly for you or you're not where there's paper and pencil, that you can get all of her contact information off of my website at knowthename.com forward slash schedule. Just go to New Year's Eve date, click on it. It'll give you Lori's contact information and her bio and all of the names of her books and where you can get those also. So all of her information is also on my website. Yes, and all the books are available on Amazon, or you can contact me. Okay. Thank you so much, Lori, for being here. This is just exciting, even though it's a year of transition and we're still into change. Um, I always say it's kind of like cleaning out the cupboards, and it looks pretty messy at first when everything comes out. But when everything's painted and you decide what goes back and what gets getting gotten rid of, it makes it all worthwhile. Exactly. 
Exactly. It'll be worth the, the transition that we're going through. We'll be happy at the other end, the pot of gold. Right, and that's what we've got to remember. Thank you again, Lori, for joining us. This is Sharon Lynn Wyeth, and I am signing off for the last time as this is the last show of Know the Name and Know the Answers. I hope you have enjoyed this incredible gift that Lori gave us looking forward into the next year. And if you want to get a hold of either one of us, we are here. We're available for you. All you have to do is write again for Lori. It's Lori at LoriBaum.com. Again, the spelling of her last name is B-A-U-M.com, and you know how to get a hold of me at knowthename.com. Happy New Year, everybody, and thank you for being a loyal listener. This is Sharon Lynn Wyeth signing off.